Welcome to the 2024 season for Explore Yellowstone Like a Local, the number one podcast for Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks and home to the top-rated guidebook of the same name. And I'm your author as well as your host for this and all the other podcasts, as well as all the videos, Teddy Garland. And this podcast is one that is listed in the guidebook for you to listen to if you want to hear some fun stories about the roads you'll be driving on getting to the one-day adventure that you chose in the guidebook. And today, you have chosen the chapter, The North Loop bears and wolves and along the north loop is absolutely by far and away the best place to see bears and wolves in Yellowstone Park and the guidebook tells you everywhere you need to go to see these bears and wolves in Yellowstone Park this podcast just enables me to gloss over all of that and tell you guys some funny stories we're going to hear a story about Jimmy Buffett in this one so for you guys that are Jimmy Buffett fans parrot heads you guys are called so alright the guidebook has been called the best guidebook ever written for Yellowstone Park and a must have for any trip to Yellowstone and even the bible for Yellowstone Park so if you guys are thinking about getting a guidebook for your Yellowstone vacation but you want to get some more information first simply listen to my podcast introduction to explore Yellowstone like a local or you can watch my video of the same name and there you will hear my family's over 100 year history in Yellowstone Park as well as my over 60 years of knowledge in the park and you will also hear how easy the guidebook is to use and it gives you step-by-step instructions so you can self-guide your group or family through the park and it also tells you how it breaks the enormous size of Yellowstone Park down into manageable bites that you can easily and enjoyably do in a single day and today we are you doing the North Loop in one big day and hunting down bears and wolves. And in the planning your Yellowstone vacation chapter, the guidebook will help you save time by beating all the crowds to all the top sites and how to save thousands of dollars by following my money-saving tips on flights, lodging, and dining. And anybody listening to this podcast, I highly recommend all of you join our Explore Yellowstone Like a Local Facebook group where you will see hundreds of sparkling reviews for the guidebook as well as thousands of pictures that you guys have posted of you guys having a great time. And there are tons of you guys that post pictures of you guys seeing bears in the park. And we had one guy see... 12 bears, count them, 12 bears before lunchtime just by following the tips in the guidebook. So, And you can see all of his pictures posted on there, too, if you go to that Facebook group. So to get your copy, simply go to our website and explore YellowstoneLikeALocal.com where you can get an electronic copy for only 12 bucks or a paperback copy for 25 bucks. And I write a personal note to everyone who buys one and throw in a cool Yellowstone sticker as well. And there's some combo deals on there that are very popular. A lot of people get electronic and a paperback copy and we have a store on there where you can guys get some swag some cool t-shirts and trucker hats and all that kind of yada yada and be aware that we only print off a thousand paperback copies every year and last year in 2023 we sold out of those paperback copies on August 10th and so with our continuing growing popularity we'll sell out before that so if you want a paperback copy be sure and get it ordered we are just doing our part to help save the environment and all that yada yada I mean you are visiting the world's most famous national park by the way so alright so let's get started and this podcast like I said before is one that is listed in the guidebook for you to listen to if you want some more information about the roads you're traveling on and hear some funny stories. 
Just remember, the guidebook is the cake. The podcaster's a little icing on that cake with some sprinkle on top. So, all right, let's get started with the driving tour. We're going to start all the way up at Gardner because Gardner's a little north of Mammoth. And we're going to come down to Mammoth because I don't pick up that section of road anywhere else. And I want to tell you guys some things that happened along that road. And then we're going to swing over from Mammoth all the way to Tower Junction, which is Black Bear Alley. This is the place to see black bears through here. So, all right, let's get started. Started. Gardner to Mammoth, Mammoth to Tower Junction. Here we go. Okay, so let's start this. Remember, this is a driving tour. We're going to start in Gardner, which is five miles north of Mammoth, and then we're going to go from Gardner to Mammoth and then turn left and go from Mammoth to Tower. And remember, we're, we're basically on the very tip top of the figure eight of the upper loop. And remember, in the back of the guidebook, we provide all the maps you need, and you can kind of see that in the back of the guidebook as we talk along. And the northwest feeder arm is this little five-mile section of road from Gardner. And remember, we're going to go hunt bears today. So when you guys go hunt bears, you need to carry a good set of binoculars or a good spotting scope. Or they've got some really good attachments you can attach to your phone now that are actually really, really good. They're kind of hard to hold still, but they're really good. And remember, if you guys don't have all this stuff, don't worry about it. When you guys are driving along this section of the road and you see some, some cars pulled over and they're looking at some bears, you know, a couple cubs climbing a tree or something like that, they'll be... 20 or 30 or 40 people pulled over and there'll be photographers out there guys with spotting scopes everybody's really nice everybody lets you use their stuff hey can we look through your spotting scope sure man yeah you can put your phone down on the spotting scope and get a picture of a bear like it's four feet in front of you versus 400 feet away so uh but yeah there's always people that have nice stuff but it's always nice to have your own stuff as well so make sure you're ready to go good binoculars a spotting scope or the attachment to your phone because the bears sometimes are a little further away. They're not just hanging out next to the road, I promise you. But in this section of road, where we're going to be looking for black bears along this section of road, they are generally pretty close to the road. So we are starting in Gardner. And the only reason to go to Gardner, you guys, there's two things in Gardner that are worth seeing or worth doing. The first is to go to the Corral Drive-In. And man, they've got a hamburger in there called the Hateful Hamburger. And I'm telling you what, it is off the charts good. And that place, that is that little tiny corral drive-in has been reported that it was one of the impetuses or the impetus for Jimmy Buffett writing the song A Cheeseburger in Paradise. And the story goes that he had a home north of there up in Paradise Valley and he would always drive down to Gardner to get a cheeseburger there at the Corral Drive-In, hence the song A Cheeseburger in Paradise. And I'm telling you guys, they are really, really good. And everybody that goes there contacts me afterwards and tell me how good it is. Now, I think Helen, she was a boy, she was a grumpy old bag, too, man. She just, what do you want? You know, rrr, rrr. <laughs> just, you know, it's just, you know, you're out there just trying to get a hamburger that ordered through the little window. They slide open about eight inches across. And what do you want? You know, you on your fries with that. Whatever. What do you want to drink? But anyway, I think she's dead. And I haven't seen her in years. But there's, I think her kids and now, own it and they run it and they're a lot more friendly than Helen used to be but it was always fun I, I liked her man she was great <laughs> she just you know Terry you knew and we were just trying to order something to eat but um, anyway the Helen's Corral drive-in home of the hateful hamburger has got it going on it is really really good now the rest of Gardner 
And so you can drive the whole thing. You can almost hold your breath driving through the town of Gardner. It, it's very small. You'll go come out of the park. You'll go th- down the hill down there, and there's a couple restaurants and a couple bars. Go across the bridge over the Yellowstone River, and then I, I can hit a two-iron from the bridge to the end of town out there. There's nothing to see in Gardner. A lot of people mistakenly stay in Gardner because they look at a map and they think it's the closest access from the airport in Bozeman to get into Yellowstone Park. But I'm telling you guys, once you get out of the park, there is nothing to do in Gardner. I mean, there's just a couple of restaurants and a couple of bars. You don't have the options of dining and entertainment that you do in West Yellowstone. West Yellowstone has almost 5,000 hotel rooms. I bet there's not two or three hundred in Gardner. I just do not recommend you stay in Gardner. It is worth a visit to go to Helen's Corral Drive-In. Outside of that, Gardner doesn't have much to offer. However, when you do come back and try to get back in the park, you will go see the original tower or entry gate that is not used anymore when they built Yellowstone Park. It is the original entry gate for Yellowstone Park. It's very, very narrow at the bottom, but that used to be where guys took your money. When I mean, back when the, the horse-drawn carriage was the mode of transportation, where the car was invented, you would go through that gate right there, and it is iconic. It is top-notch. It is badass. It is well worth swinging around to the right. You'll see it over there to the right. It's kind of down at the bottom of the hill before you're kind of coming into the park on the outskirts of Gardner, and and um, it's a well, it's a top-notch picture spot. About three blocks heading south back into the park, like you're going from Gardner to Mammoth, is the main entry gate now. And this used to only have one or two lanes, and the line got pretty long coming through there. But recently they redid this and added, I think, two more lanes. So it's got four lanes to get through, so it's much more efficient now to get through that Gardner gate heading south into the park up there towards Mammoth. However... If by chance you, uh, you're you stuck in a big, big, big long line of cars getting back through the gate, here's there's a little trick you can do. All right, and uh, Lisa doesn't like me telling you guys about this, so it's in the guidebook. So everybody who gets a guidebook will learn this little trick. But, uh, I mean, if you're sitting there and you just went into Gardner to go get a hamburger over at the corral and, and you're, you're just trying to get back into the park and go, go visit stuff and go see stuff, go do stuff, you know, and the line's just stupidly long, like if you're there in July and August, something like that, I've got a, t- a trick that you guys can use to pass nearly all the cars and get right up to the front of the gate. So, and I mean, it's kind of a dick move, man, but you know, if you, if you're, you know, it's supposed to, it's supposed to sitting there for an hour, you know, I mean, and, and all the locals do it, all the locals in Gardner do it, all, all the locals that I know do it. So yeah, that little tips in the guidebook for you guys, and uh, you will thank me later, I promise you. And so once you get through the gate, the park road used to go right by the Gardner River and it swung up through there and then wound its way along the river. And there used to be mountain goats you could see and all that kind of stuff. And all the way up towards Gardner and you went by the uh, Roaring Springs swimming area. And I had a great story about the Roaring Springs swimming area in past guidebooks and past podcasts and all that. However, the floods in the spring of 2022 completely 
washed that road out, and it has now been completely abandoned. And the Roaring Springs swimming area has gotten completely washed out and completely abandoned. Now, will somebody go back over there or the Park Service allow people to go back in there and reestablish the Roaring Springs swimming area? You know, we'll just have to wait and see. The only permanent damage that occurred from those historic, you know, what I've been told is a 500-year event, floods in Yellowstone Park was the road between Mammoth and Gardner that wound along that river simply got washed out and they're going to abandon ship on it. And from that road is how you access the Roaring Springs swimming area. However, in the guidebook, I've got an entire chapter devoted to swimming and hot potting in Yellowstone Park. And all the places in the park opened up about July 4th weekend after the water levels dropped. But I cover a dozen places to go swimming in Yellowstone Park anytime the park's open. I don't care when you're visiting Yellowstone Park. I now, the guidebook now provides the most accurate, up-to-date plethora of swimming areas where you can swim in a waterfall with hot water pouring all over you. You can swim in a hot pot at the base of Dunanda Falls or the base of Moose Falls. But now the, the guidebook I have now made is now the gold standard for swimming areas in Yellowstone National Park. I've got a dozen swimming places, and you can go to those anytime the park is open. Yeah, the guidebook now provides you the absolute best of the best of the best swimming areas in Yellowstone Park. And then, so the new road, you're going to go through the original entry gate. It's still there. It's quite a ways away from the river. The new road they put in followed the old stagecoach route. They had an old stagecoach route that was about, I don't know, a few hundred yards, a few blocks west of the Gardner River, and that's where the stagecoaches left, that little area back there where you kind of swung around and went up there, and it dumps you right back into Gardner, right there behind the, the hotel. That is the new road that gets you from the Gardner area up to Mammoth Hot Springs. So when you guys do get up to Mammoth Hot Springs area up there, you've got to really kind of keep your eye open for the quick left turn for Tower Junction. It kind of comes up pretty quickly. Now you're kind of looking around, there's elk out in the yard hanging out and just tons of elk hanging around out in the people's yard through here and they just live there year round, they're like pets. But anyway, keep a quick eye open for that left because it's easy to miss and then uh, turn left and you are now on this, the road from Mammoth to Tower. All right, I'm telling you guys from literally the end of the, the street down here where the last uh, building is on the left, which is an only about a block, from here on out, it is just Black Bear City. Anywhere through here, you, you're going to see a black bear for about the next 10 or 12 miles, uh, almost guaranteed, especially early in the spring and especially early in the morning. So keep your eyes open. If you guys have got an early start, you may be the first one to see one. So we're going to kind of do this like we're driving through. I'm going to kind of tell you what you're going to see along the way. Real quickly, you're going to come over a uh, expansion bridge, a big, big, big expansion bridge that has the Gardner River pouring down underneath it, literally about, gosh, 800 feet below you. It's way, way down there. And in the guidebook, I tell you guys two quick stories about this bridge. One of them is really, really sad, and another one's kind of a, a something to look out for as you're going across this bridge. But uh, I'm not going to get into them here because this podcast is long enough already, and uh, just they're covered in the guidebook for you guys. So as you guys are crossing the bridge, somebody in your group can read that one story and then tell everybody what they're looking for as you cross this bridge. All right, and then just past the bridge about, God, 
five blocks. You know, everything kind of comes up quick as you're going down through and driving through here. On your left is Undyne Falls. And Undyne Falls is really pretty. You can't get down and see it like you can some of the falls I try to get you to in the guidebook and stuff. You can't walk down there. But there's a pretty good viewing platform on the left side of the road. And it's really worth seeing. Undyne Falls has been on the cover of National Geographic before. So it is a gorgeous set of falls. There's a great picture of Undyne Falls in the guidebook for you guys. It's worth a stop. There's a lot of places I tell you not to stop, but Undyne Falls is worth a quick stop. Take a quick picture. All right, right on up the road, another few blocks on your right is a picnic area for Undyne Falls, and it always seems to be really crowded for some reason, but uh, you guys just remember, I go over this over and over and over again, and so I'm not going to belabor it too much here, but you guys can have a picnic anywhere you want in Yellowstone Park. If you're driving along a road and you see a really pretty river right there and a grassy bank, pull over, park, get a blanket out there, put it down, and have a picnic lunch right there. And all those Hamilton stores in the park have everything you need, including some really nice Pendleton blankets you guys can use and take home as a souvenir and easily pack and get home and it won't break or anything, obviously. So, But yeah, there is no reason to ever use a really busy picnic area like this when you've got so many options just to go have a nice picnic lunch by yourself somewhere. So, And then right past this picnic area is the parking lot for Wraith Falls. And Wraith Falls is listed in the guidebook, so I'm not going to get into it here. But just take note, it's it's not a good hike for adventure-seeking adults. It's, it's more of a hike for small kids. But we've got a picture of it in the guidebook for you guys. You guys can see it, and there's a description of it in the guidebook for you guys. So get all of that information there. Okay, so about from Wraith Falls on all the way to Tower Junction is what is known as Black Bear Alley in Yellowstone Park. Bear Alley or Black Bear Alley used to be over there just north of the Old Faithful area, and I cover that kind of story in the guidebook about the, how habituated bears used to be fed from the car and all that kind of stuff. But this area right here from about Wraith Falls to Tower is a great place to see black bears. Now, if you don't see one along the road, in the guidebook I tell you guys some side roads you guys can take that you'll probably just drive right past if you don't know they're there. And that's another place you guys can go see bears because these side roads are rarely used, but I list them all in the guidebook for you guys so you guys can go do that. Now, if you guys see a bear on the road, make sure you guys get all four wheels off the road because... I was back up the road a little bit, right over there by uh, Wraith Falls and by that picnic area over there, right where the, road, the river kind of goes underneath the road right there. And I was just tooting along through there, and you know, I see a bunch of cars start to be stacked up, and I kind of get through there and everything else, and there's a, bla a black bear with two cubs right there by the side of the road, and everybody wants to see a bear with cubs, so I decided to pull over and park and go check it out. And I, I hadn't planned on stopping. I was just going to blaze on through. I mean, I've seen 718 bears in the park, and going to get back. It's late in the day. I was ready to get back to my cabin, get in the hot tub, and have a beer. But as I was driving along, I looked over in that picnic area, and I fit, looked over there, and there was a parking spot. So I whipped in there, and I said, well, I'll just go over there and check this out. I found an easy parking spot out of the road and everything else. And so, you know, I pulled over there and parked and, and uh, walked back up there to check out this, you know, black bear with these two little cubs. So I get over there and take some pictures and all this stuff is really cool. And, and the crowds are just getting thicker and thicker and thicker as, you know, people see what's going on and they pull over their park and everything else. So, you know, I take a few pictures and then I kind of blaze and, and I'm heading back to the, to the truck. And so I'm walking back. 
uh, and there's a one of those rental motorhomes parked right on that bridge. You know, I'm walking back. I kind of cross over the road right there, and I look in that motorhome, and and the guy's gone. There, there's not even a single person in this rental motorhome. It's just sitting there on that bridge running. And so what I, what happened was a guy saw this. He, these people that rent the County Yellowstone Park, they're they're newbies or something. They've never seen a bear, and you see the bear with cubs over there. You know, just freak out. They just lose your mind. He just pulls puts it in park right on this bridge gets out and he's out there looking at that bear with 50 or 100 other people that I was over there looking with and I mean he has got cars backed up for five miles it's almost all the way back to mammoth back there I said, oh my god I couldn't believe it well, you know, I tell the guy that's behind him, I said, hey, man, there's nobody in that motorhome. He goes, what? And I go, yeah, man, he's abandoned ship and just left that thing running right there in the middle of the road, right on that bridge. And he goes, oh, my God. And I so I told the next three or four cars as I was walking back to the picnic, dad, there's nobody in that motorhome. I tell them all, you guys are going to need to go up the road, find a place to park, come back and see these bears. And the guy backs up a little bit and goes around him. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. He's all mad. I said, yeah, he's been parked behind him for 15 minutes. Of course, that, the whole moral to this story is you guys don't park in the middle of the road to go look at a bear. But it happens all the time. People slow down and stop in the middle of the road. If you want to see something, you know, go see a bear or whatever you're going to go look at. Get you all, Make sure all four tires are off the road. That's, that's a big, big thing in Yellowstone Park because the road are so narrow you can these there's so many cars you cause these huge traffic jams so yeah don't, don't abandon ship and leave your car right in the middle of the road especially on a bridge where nobody can get around you so that's that's that funny story so all right so continuing on through this area just look for cars and see if they've got and remember you guys might be the first one to see the bears but these black bears are always here. And in the springtime, these black bears will have their cubs out running around and they're have, teaching them how to climb trees and all this stuff. And that usually happens all the way up through the month of basically June, starting about July 4th. Those little cubs kind of have figured everything out. They're just kind of wandering around next to their mom. But but in the springtime, you can kind of see those, those cubs climbing those trees and all that stuff. It's really, really cool. So... And another good tip for you guys is to ask people in our Facebook group where they saw bears. Because there's people that post pictures every day that are just a day out in front of you in Yellowstone Park on that Facebook group. And so you can just put out a deal. Where did anybody see bears on the North Loop yesterday? And they'll tell you where they saw them. And these black bears kind of stay put. So they're kind of in the same spots all summer long until it starts getting really hot in July and August. Because then they start hiding in the trees because they get hot. But in the springtime, May and June especially it's a great time to see bears anywhere in the park but right through here it's black bear alley and uh, but just you can ask people on our facebook group hey did anybody see bears yesterday along the section of road between mammoth and tower and they'll tell you where they saw them and generally you're probably going to see them there the next day all right so let's say you make it all the way to tower junction and you haven't seen a bear yet in the guidebook, I tell you how you guys can enter the Washburn BMA or bear management area. And I promise you that there's bears back here. You guys got to remember that on these on these back roads, these kind of secret roads I get you guys on through here, they're easy to miss. You'll probably just drive right by them. But on these back roads, you know, these bears don't like to hang out next to the road. You know, they're not 
adapt to people. This is, you know, you're in Yellowstone Park. It's a wild area. And so they kind of shy away from people. So on these back two roads I kind of tell you guys about in the guidebook, you've got a really good chance to see some bears back through there. And in fact, a lot of you guys do. A lot of you guys say, we didn't see anything on the main roads and blah, 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 blah. But we got went back on the roads you guys told us to go on. And then there they were. So in the guidebook, I've got two back roads or kind of dirt roads that you guys can go on. You can't take a motorhome back there and you can't take a anything pulling a trailer, but you can easily drive a car back on these roads. And I get you back into the Washburn BMA or bear management area and that's where a lot of these bears are hanging out. So that's a good tip for you guys as well that's in the guidebook for you guys to help find some bears that may not be along the main road through here. All right, for you guys that want to see a bear away from your car, the more adventurous people in this group, then here, here's what you guys need to do. I've got all this listed in the guidebook for you guys, but keep your eye open for the hell-roaring trailhead on your left. And uh, when you guys park in the parking lot for another little icing on the cake right through there, there's a little rock hill over to the right-hand side of the parking lot. And in that little rock hill, are these crazy looking little mice called pica. And you can hear them squeaking in there. So if you walk over there real quietly and you get over there and they're just in all of these broken little rocks, that's where they live. And they are just the smallest little mice you've ever seen in your life. But they've got these huge ears. They look like Mickey Mouse. It's really wild. So these little pikas are in there. And I keep wanting to put that in the guidebook for people that are going to go to use this hike. And I always forget to do it. I mean, I've had you know six years to put that in there. And I keep forgetting to put it in there, but I finally remembered to put it in this podcast. So if you guys want to see some cute little mice or little kids over there, you just go over there, stop and stand still and listen and you'll hear them squeaking and then you can kind of see where they are and they're just, they blend in with the rocks so they're hard to see, but they are in there. So, but anyway, if you guys will take this trail and I discussed this trail in depth in the hiking chapter in the guidebook, but if you guys get down through there and you make it all the way through and I tell you how to do it in the guidebook, but you get out of this open meadow off the trail and I tell you how to get off the trail in the guidebook where you need to divert off the trail. But I've been down to, down this trail probably 50 times, and I bet I have seen a bear out in the open in the meadow down there 20 times. And they're always over there, just over there, turning over rocks, looking for ants and crap and termites and stuff underneath these rocks. And, and they don't, they could care less that you were over there. And of course, if it's a bear with cubs, you want nothing to do with it. You're going to vacate the area immediately. But as you guys were driving down the hill and before you got to the trailhead for, for hell roaring right there on the left, there's a couple of two or three pullouts that are small on the left-hand side, and there's always people in there looking down at that meadow down there to see if there's any bears down there. So that's a good spot to see bears, and if you want to get down to the meadow, a really good spot to see bears away from your car. So, a good idea for you guys, if you want to see one of those down there, is to stop at one of those pullouts, get out a big badass set of binoculars, and look down there and see if you guys can see a bear milling around down there. There's usually some elk hanging around down there and everything else. It's one of the best hikes in, in all of the park, and it's probably the best hike early in the springtime when the rest of the park is closed or snowed in or whatever, because this area is a lot lower elevation. But uh, again, I cover all that in the guidebook for you guys about how to get down there and where you're going and the campsite you need to reserve if you want to spend in the night and everything else. So, all right, so with that, we are now at Tower Junction because Tower Junction is just a few blocks past 
the turnoff for the Hell Roaring Trailhead marker right there, and it opens up and you come down to Tower Junction, and there is nothing at Tower Junction. You've basically got this little tiny gas station on your right, and then you've got the Roosevelt Stables up there on the hill a little bit right there, and I'm not going to get into the Roosevelt Stables because I cover that in the horseback riding section in the guidebook, and, and uh, so I'm not going to go into that here, but if you guys want to ride horses in the park, a, don't do it. B, do it in the places I recommend in the guidebook. However, they do do a really interesting, fun thing out of those Roosevelt stables, and it's called a cookout dinner, and uh, where you can ride on some old stagecoaches to a cookout dinner that were originally used before the advent of the car to get people around through Yellowstone Park. But we've got a great picture of those in the guidebook and all the information in the guidebook about how to do that, and that is a really good, good fun thing to do. But riding horses in the park absolutely sucks, so don't do it. I tell you guys all about that in the guidebook. So, all right. So once you've reached Tower Junction, this basically ends the podcast. And you remember, everything is in the guidebook. All these side roads and everything else are in the guidebook to cover this area of the road because that kind of covered what is called Black Bear Alley. And uh, gosh, in 2023, Lisa and I were going through there in June, and we saw I think eight black bears. I think four, three cubs and five bears through there, all black bears in probably 20 minutes. It's just unreal. When it's cooking, when it's really on like that, it, it is unreal. And so it's it's a great place to see black bears. And then from Tower Junction North, you kind of lose the black bears. The black bears kind of quit hanging around, and it kind of turns into grizzly country. So we're going to cover that a little bit next on the next podcast. But again, it's just a gloss over everything you need in the guidebook for you guys, how to find those bears and the side roads you need to go down and all that stuff. So, All right, and uh, just in case you guys got shut out in the park seeing a bear and that happens a lot in July and August because the bears are hiding in the trees when it gets hot in the busy months of July and August a lot of people come to Yellowstone Park to see a bear and they get shut out so let me give you guys a quick tip on how how to be guaranteed to see a bear in Yellowstone Park and dad's ears just perked up a little bit All right, well, I'm not going to spill the beans here in this podcast, you guys, how to do all that. But in the guidebook, I've got a spot where you are absolutely guaranteed to see a bear. So if you dads, if you promised your little daughter that she was going to go see a bear in Yellowstone Park, you see, oh, find old Yogi Bear and and uh, you guys didn't see a bear in the park then uh, and she's all mad at you in the back and crying in the back seat and everything else. And, you know, she just hates your guts and all that. Your wife won't talk to you and everything else. Well, I have got the spot in the guidebook where you are absolutely guaranteed to see a bear and and it's a really great location too. It's really, really well done. And and uh, not only can you see a bear, you can see a lot of other cool stuff as well. And I'm not going to get into it all here, but just for those those of you that get shut out of bear, and that is going to be a lot of you because you guys are coming in July and August when most of them are moved out into the high country or in the shade of the trees during the day when it's hot. So in the guidebook, I will come to your rescue and dad will be an absolute 
hero. I promise you. So you can't, I can't count and tell you guys how many people have thanked me for this tip after they got shut out seeing a bear in the park. So, all right. So that's it. We have made it to Tower Junction. And you know, what we are doing with these podcasts is kind of talking about the road you're driving on through. It's kind of more of a driving tour as opposed to where you're going to really find the bears and everything else. And talked about Wraith Falls and we talked about the place where you can get a cheeseburger where you know was the one of the muses for Jimmy Buffett writing the song a cheeseburger in paradise and then on this next podcast we're going to run from Tower Junction up the Northeast Entry Road. We're going to get us, not only will we see some grizzly bears up there, we're going to f- see the bottom of the ocean and some stuff like that that's all in the guidebook for you guys. There's some really cool things up there. See some of the tallest waterfalls in the park in the spring. And, and then we'll connect back up with Tower Junction and we'll run Tower Junction over to the canyon area. And with that, we will have completed the entire North Loop. So that's, that's how these podcasts work. Kind of a little driving tour. Kind of gives you guys some highlights of what you're going to see as you're driving along. Just remember... The guidebook is the cake. These podcasts, a little icing on the cake, and a good place to tell some stories. And uh, there was a great story in the podcast, Norris to Mammoth, and a really funny one about that guy that had to listen to that video all day about his ex-girlfriend who cheated on him with his best friend. And then in this next one, Tower to the Northeast Entry Road, there's another good one about a guy who lost his entire fortune hunting the Forest Fin Treasure, and uh, which he thought was on that section of road. So we'll cover that as well up in the next next podcast a little bit. So that's a story that's not in the guidebook, so I will tell it in that next podcast. So, all right, you guys have a great time in Yellowstone Park and hunting up some bears and wolves. And uh, don't don't fret, Dad. If you don't see a bear or wolf, you're still going to be a hero. You're going to go home a hero to your little daughter who's crying in the back seat on the way back to West Yellowstone. So I got you covered, buddy. I got you covered. All right. I'll see you guys in the park. Let's go hunt up some bears and wolves. Talk to you guys later. Thanks much. Bye-bye.